Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show. Our chat with a C-suite guest today is with an individual who has successfully transitioned from a distinguished military career to achieving excellence in the corporate world, leading a major player in the logistics and postal services industry. Discover the unique insights gained during this transformative career shift, the digital evolution of a traditional industry, and unravel the motivations fueling her active involvement in impactful CSR initiatives. In the studio with us this morning is Neo Su Yin, CEO of SingPost Singapore. Su Yin, welcome to The Breakfast Show. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good, good. Good morning. It's Thanks for having me here. It's great to have you on. I love your energy. You're used to this early wake-up time. You're usually at the gym at this hour, yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, I am. I am. Amazing. Well, your career journey is fascinating, to say the least. Uh, transitioning from commanding a warship, a literal warship, to leading SingPost. How has your 17-year military background shaped your role as CEO in crafting SingPost's transformation strategy? Uh, well, when I first joined SingPost, we run a 1,000-postman uh, organization. And it was really important, I think, to take care of the basic needs and hygiene. It's just like in the military. Mm. You know, you give, your, you give your soldier a good weapon, he will fire it well. Likewise, you know, whatever we equip our postmen with must be good enough for them to do their jobs well so that they're not worried about safety, they're not worried about the efficiencies of their role. So that was primarily what I did in the first couple of years, bringing up the service levels that SingPost was delivering to the nation. Okay, so you you've always focused on operational type jobs after you left the military? Yeah, so um, after leaving um, uh, Navy, I went to Changi Airport. I was uh, in the T4 program management office helping to open the terminal. Mm. Subsequently, I moved on for the next couple of years to run the terminal operations as well as customer service uh, in uh, in uh, Changi Airport. Then I transited over to um, SingPost. But it was interesting, I was actually supposed to do customer experience, but my boss had other plans and uh, he, he had he got me running the operations and cleaned it up and then moved on to take on the entire domestic operations for Singapore. Wow, what a journey. So let's focus on your role at SingPost. Uh, you know, taking SingPost from traditional mail to an e-commerce logistics leader is quite a feat. It couldn't have been easy. Can you share some insights on how you navigated and led this transformation? Yeah, I think what is interesting for SingPost is we have the benefit of using the letterboxes and we actually saw this as a great way and a very efficient way to deliver the items very productively to the letterbox as well. So a lot of us buy things from Taobao, Shopee, Lazada, and a lot of these items come from China and they're really, really small items that fit perfectly into the letterbox. Mm. And that's how we pivoted the business from what was postal, traditionally delivering only letters to delivering e-commerce. It made a lot of sense for us. Yep. That's definitely a trend that has been going around, people buying online. So keeping up with modern consumer preferences in e-commerce can be quite a challenge because you're keeping up with evolving trends. How do you stay in the loop with all of the moving parts? What's most important is I'm an e-com shopper myself. Yes. I think it's important <laughs> to kind of know your product, uh, know your customers. Uh, I do spend a lot of time also on Instagram, why? Getting to know what the, the consumer needs, what the seller needs. Um, I, I spend time in like boutique fairs and all, make, getting to know the SME owners in 
Singapore. Mm. And also, I think a lot of it is about understanding what are the changing and evolving requirements of platforms, brands, so that we can make sure that our product is catered to their needs in order to meet the demands of the buyer's preferences when they're coming to e-com shopping. Can you give us an idea of the volume? How much do you process every day at SingPost? So on a daily average, we can process between about hundred to 200,000 e-commerce items. Wow. And that's alongside with about a million letters. A million letters? Yeah. We're still getting quite a lot of letters, but it has declined over time. When I first joined SingPost, we were still uh, averaging about 3 million letters. But with mail going towards digital now, a lot of it has declined quite significantly. But we, that's why we had to pivot to e-commerce. All right, let's talk about this digitization for a minute here. So one such trend that we want to talk about is also generative AI mm. as well as digitization. That's definitely gaining traction, right? So on a personal level, how do you use technology like digitization and Gen AI to make logistics more sustainable? Any specific uh, tech advancements that you find very impactful? Yeah, like uh, when I first came, well, being a traditional letter and postal organization, we had a lot of paper in our processes. We really removed all of them. We switched to using digital apps. We sent notifications to our customers instead of paper notifications. And I think where Gen AI will really have a huge impact to the business is really in customer service. Mm. I think in the, in the past, we relied a lot on men call centers and all, we are gradually trying to move into Gen AI where a lot more self-help options can be made available to our customers. This will help to, you know, one of our manpower staff, Singapore. So we want to kind of move quite quickly towards Gen AI and seeing how that can improve the overall customer experience we deliver for our customers. So it sounds like sustainability is also top of mind at SingPost. It is, it is. I think SingPost has a very aggressive target for the Singapore business in particular. 2030, we're going to hit our uh, net zero. So we've been moving, one, in terms of electrification of our fleet. Uh, we've been putting, you know, um, solar panels on our, our uh, building mm. rooftops. As much as possible, we kind of cut waste as much as we can. So these are the efforts that we've taken over the last few years to try to get to a more sustainable organization. Okay. I want to move beyond your professional role now and I want to bring up the crochet initiative that you led during COVID-19. <clears throat> so you knitted these extensions for face mask straps for essential workers. Tell us more about what this project is and what motivated you to do it. So during COVID, uh, we are essential service. So we had all our people still back at work delivering and mm. you know processing items. And I saw a lot of our Muslim colleagues, especially the ladies, having difficulty putting on and taking off their masks, you know, just for simple things like drinking water. So I was thinking, what can I do for them? And I saw, I happened to see this online and uh, there are these um, knitted straps that will go around the tudongs. So I started this initiative and I said, you know, I'm sure there are more than just Singapore staff that need this. So I reached out and started a, a, my own Facebook page or my own initiative to reach out to people who were sitting at home and waiting to find something to do to crochet these straps. So the response was really overwhelming. We had a lot of ladies come forward crocheting, delivering things, you know, privately to my doorstep and then for me to then send it out to people. And we, and we just reached out to the public and said, if you need one, just drop us a message. We're happy to send it to you for free. Wow. How many did you guys make? We made almost like 5,000 of these. Wow. Yeah, over a period of about a month or so. Is that still going on? No, no. I mean, not, but it's taken on its, its life of its own. Mm -hmm. I do see many uh, people actually selling these things now, crocheting it for the purpose of mask wearing. But I think, it, you know, now that people don't wear masks as often, yeah. it's kind of died down a little bit. But it's become a fashion accessory, actually. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And this spirit of, you know, corporate social responsibility and focusing on well-being outside of the workplace uh, is really commendable. And your efforts have gone beyond borders as well, even reaching Malaysia. Uh, can you share your personal motivations that drive your engagement in these 
community initiatives. I'm sure you're a very busy person. But I think that, um, you know, first of all, we're a Singapore company and I do think that playing a, a role in the community is very key. Mm. Uh, I think beyond what we do at the corporate level, on a personal level, I do think that it's, you know, we're very fortunate. Uh, most of us come, we're very blessed, but not everybody is so fortunate. And if we can do that little bit, that little extra just for somebody else, it, it goes a long way and goes an extra mile. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Now, looking into the future, uh, what's your personal vision for the evolution of e-commerce logistics and how do your goals, your personal goals, align with the broader industry trends that we can expect? I would think that in Singapore, given that we're fairly urban, we do need to move towards more sustainable deliveries. Uh, I think the expectation of people going up all the way to your door to do deliveries is not tenable for Mm. the long term. Uh, I do think that the future is in infrastructure, for example, post offices, even poodle points, we call them put, uh, we call them pick up drop off points. And these are your 7-Elevens, your cheers and all that can then double up for you. Or even at the MRT stations, for example, where you could possibly go and pick up your item because it's on the way, by the way. So rather than generate that extra carbon footprint by uh, one, you know, having a delivery guy just drop one item off at your door, mm-hmm. why don't go pick it up when it's on your way home? So I do think that this will be the future trend as people look at convenience, people are trying to reduce their carbon footprint. And I think that awareness of uh, uh, sustainability is becoming more prevalent, especially with the young generation. So I do think that this is something that we should be moving towards more collectively as a nation to see how we can reduce our use of waste, uh, generating carbon footprint by doing doorstep deliveries, by shifting that towards these kind of infrastructure deliveries. I have used those pop stations before and I have found them very, very convenient. Yeah. It's always located in very convenient places near the MRT. Uh, have people reacted well to the pop station idea? Yeah, I think more and more uh, because it's 24-7. You know, whereas deliveries, you know, it's, you can't, there's a certain period of time that you receive your deliveries. But with the pop station, especially if you're doing returns, for example, you buy a dress, you don't like it after trying it on, you want to return it, oh, you can just pop it down to the pop station that's nearby and then you can get the return done almost uh, instantaneously. So I do think that this is a new trend where especially even for sellers they're packing their things overnight they can just drop it off straight away rather than Mm -hmm. wait to the next day for someone to come and pick it up and you might not be home yeah you're right so some interesting insights into the future more sustainable vision for e-commerce logistics and a unique perspective on the dynamic landscape thanks so much Suyin for your time and for joining us on breakfast this morning thank you we were speaking with Neo Suyin CEO of SingPost Singapore stay with MoneyFM 89.3 To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.